doing Look that. Look at how lost him. they are without the goddamn dry erase they board, They need Kathy. the board, man. We started it. You can't well, just snatch bunny, it away from them. Bunny Mew and just like, where's, where's the, the board? The chat room's like, we need the board. <laughs> where's the board? We used to Give get it to picture. me. <laughs> There's no board. Unger's not here. The listeners don't even know we have a dry erase board, and Kathy puts the whole show on it, and then and then it's you know then Unger takes a picture and shows it to the perverted podcast chat room, and and, every once uh, in a while, audience members will look over at it. What's next? What's next? (laughs) But Unger's not here, so Kathy's like, "Fuck it, I don't need to write no board." And now there's mayhem and fucking chaos. I didn't even know if we... Nobody even showed up. They heard no board. They, That's why they didn't show up. Not because we suck, but because there was no board. To the Perverted pod- Podcast audience, uh, let's hear this. Are you guys ready to do a show? Woo! <laughs> let's do a show, 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 show. The following show is for mature audiences only. Listener discretion is advised. And if you don't like it, Please go fuck yourself. One, two, three, four. Do you feel your sex life is quite lame? (laughs) Scared that your desires might be strange? Come and join the kinky world of play. Perverted podcast. Woo! (laughs) Hello and welcome to our dimly attended perverted podcast, the show where we explore the adventures of the kinky lifestyle sex. And so much awkward perversion. Recording live from the Threshold Love Lab in North Hollywood, California, in front of Mew and Bunny. (laughs) And then I'm Kathy. And I am (laughs) Count Boogie, and this is show 122. Well, I mean literally, Kathy. How are we going to compete with leaf blower versus vagina? I don't think that that was an all-time low. You can't compete with it. (laughs) That was so amazing. That was the great. Come on. I know I can see Bunny's face. Uh, Unger's not here, by the way, uh, Perverted Podcast listeners. He had something that he blew us out for, Dick. Uh, and uh, so he's got friends from out of town. He's, he's got friends gonna, you and I don't. Just gonna, say yeah, it, okay? Whatever. Unger's got a life. We don't fuck That's him. Okay, right. fine. Go on with your life, Unger. <laughs> Hope you're having a good time. We'll just slum it here on Perverted Podcast. So Bunny has graciously, uh, is now Bunny Unger. Bunny uh, Unger's back. She's Bunny Unger. Unger. Bunny. Unger. Bunny. <laughs> Bunny. I, I don't know. We, we got something. And then, of course, Mew is here, and they're handling the chat room, and it's just they're, the four of us. They're basically ignoring us. They're in the chat room. It's, it's you li- and I, Boogie. It's literally just. But, you know, we got, got a good show. We have a great topic. And, of course, some awkward um, Boogie things happening. First off, shout out to the legend who died. The legend done died. The legend. Well, did he die? Uh, yeah, Hugh Hefner. Oh, I thought you were talking. No, we're talking about Hugh Hefner. I thought you were talking I about a, Tom Petty. A, no, he's probably <laughs> dead. Oh God, it's just been a horrible couple of days. You. But, yeah, Man. but the Hugh, Mister Playboy himself. Who the fuck is sad for that guy? No, he had uh, such a great life. Ninety-one. He'd, not, he'd yeah. been just literally loving on amazing, gorgeous ladies for like. 50s, 46 years, yeah. what a lot, a long time. Long freaking time. And uh, and then he went out in a puff of fucking smoke. I think he just had one more old man orgasm and just literally just went. Poof. Is that how you like to imagine he That's went? That's it. Just one. Just with a little grin on his face said, see you around, bitches. Oh, man. That was, that was it. Just a little dried old man cum puff. Like Obi-Wan. There's nothing left. <laughs> Nobody won. People are stomping on the cloak. 
No, on the robe. <laughs> on the robe, that's it. Well, that's where the cloak, robe, whatever. 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 <laughs> Don't start with me. I'll s- this start is, with you if I want this to. This is going to be a very not long show. Um, so um, I'd like to know what the second thing is on the potato. I don't even want to tie it. This has been people are like, what the fuck? Um, because the chat room is like, what up? It says boogies. Oh, God damn it. This was awkward. Boogies first. M M F F. Explain to and anyone you, who's listening and doesn't know what that is. Please. If you don't know what M M F F means, it is male, male, Female, female. So it's a foursome with two. It's men a and foursome two women. with two dudes and two yeah. chicks. And uh, I think I know who it was. And was it was it Paul? Yes, Kathy. It was Paul. <laughs> You're a dick. Your plushy polar bear. <sighs> Kathy, I was trying to have a build up here. <laughs> I'm just sarcastic. I'm cynical. I and you just ruined it. <laughs> I saw it. MMFF. I'm For like boogie and another dude. It, Come it, on. It, well, it, it was a. It was Paul, and uh, no, was it? it was Paul the Bear. I just told oh you my it God, was. I You're totally a fucking. <laughs> you gave away the fucking whole gag. I was gonna drag it out because, of course, everyone knows I wouldn't fucking be with a dude. This is your fucking I just told fault you to play for along. keeping me in the dark the final oh, time. God. This is what happens when this you don't show include is me. Such a dud now. So we're having, you know, it was, you know, we had this squishy <laughs> things thing, and it was great. I'm Fuck sorry, off, this Kathy. Is great. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> and like, and so I'm, I'm, I'm making sweet, sexy love to the girls. Really? And uh, yes, sweet, sexy. <laughs> On their hands and fucking knees on the purple room floor, uh, you know, all romantic and stuff. And there was stuffies around, and and you know, Bunny was like, "Oh, I want to get in another position." And I had her doggy style, and she's all, "Can I use Paul?" Because <laughs> Paul was there, and Paul is just a giant stuffed polar bear with that huge I res- black eyes that, that make I, him look like he's on that I rescued. Like literally, he's like a twenty pound bear, you know. He's and, huge. And so it it literally though was awkward. Because she wanted to position herself a little bit better, you know, so she, you know, and it worked, you know, Paul helped. <laughs> so she put Paul under her <laughs> and then I'm over doing Wait, my magic. And, did you your know, dick touch Paul? I think we, <laughs> I think we rubbed fur. I think my testy fur and Paul's fur did rub. <laughs> and I'll tell you, I don't care if it's a stuffed animal with no actual genitalia. <laughs> I was like... That's a masculine energy in this fucking, in this sex right here. And I'm like going, and she seemed to be really into it, and Mew was really into it. And I know they're like, oh my God, this is the closest to a dude we're ever going to get in a foursome here. You know, all you had and to do was put a pig bow on him. Then he's, then he, n- no. No. Then, then, no. <laughs> then he's then, Tranny then Paul. He's tr- tranny Paul, which is totally cool. Hey, Boogie. <laughs> Hi. <laughs> I'm Kathy. No, he's wearing a he's wearing a trucker's cap. He's got well. That's my. Voice. How many licks does it take to get to the bottom? <laughs> so, uh, you know, the Tootsie Pop. All right, so you're fucking away, touching so, Paul. Yeah, touching Paul, rubbing fur with Paul, <laughs> and then uh, you know, bunny nuts, and she has like this great orgasm because apparently Paul put her in a good position. <laughs> She's all, "Can we bring Paul back?" And I'm like, "God, Jesus, that is just." <laughs> 
So that's the closest to an MMF. Thanks for ruining the build I can't up. believe I actually guessed. You literally. Now, you, see, okay, these are the dangers of not including I me in your shit before the show whatever, begins. Whatever, it's cool. Right. It was still it was still an awkward, funny moment. But what's that up? That is Who, kind of funny. Who's your new BFF? I have a new BFF. Who? The Lilo, Lilo series. Oh, vibrator. God damn it. <laughs> no, you bring that back. No. You bring that back. I w- you know what? I am, I am going to... My turn to talk. I am going to put this out to our our listeners. Oh, because they're so interactive. Listen here, people. I need your help. Boogie and Mew and every other woman in this love lab have had that thing for what a year and a half. The Lilo Siri Two vibrator that we made an amazing video for. They should send us two. They should because three hundred thousand views. It's good for another one. That's Lilo, right. come on, All help right. us out here. But this you is... guys have had it for. You've been asking to borrow. You've been asking to borrow it for. And it's I'm like, come get it. Fine. You guys have had it for over a year and a half. Now, what is a year and a half? It it's is my months. turn, and you're like already, we're going to have to come up with some kind of system two weeks on, two weeks on. No, no, motherfucker. Until I get my year and a half, we're not doing any trade-off yet. Kathy? No. You just don't get it. I get it, and I'm going to continue to get so it. I'm taking it you enjoy. <sighs> it was so lovely. <laughs> God damn it. I loved it. I used it three times over the weekend, and I was like, oh, Lilo Siri vibrator. I oh, love you. God damn it. You see, here we are promoting Lilo for like the 11th time. They just need to send us another one. They do, because that thing was amazing. I I mean, it's not that I... I've always liked the way they feel. They just don't really... Vibrators I can, I can get myself off. It's just like, uh, I'd rather just do it myself. The vibrator just kind of lessens it a little bit. Right. But this thing... I didn't have it on my clit. Would you put all. it on your labia on the side or on like in your in elbow? between my labia but from under. Oh, okay. Yeah. So it's like it you feel it throughout your entire Volvo, vagina. Yeah. Yes. You just you feel it everywhere. And it's Which not by like, the way, we have to call it a vulva now. Oh right. Because paper doll is gonna go up my fucking ass for referring she to She was right in the, telling you that's was right, not yes, the, the correct vag- term. Leaf blower versus vagina. Every fucking woman understands that the vagina is like a pronoun for all of the parts. You know, she was a little yes. sexually frustrated when she wrote I, that. She must have been. Leave her alone, okay. <laughs> so yes, I understand, but you're not gonna say leaf blower versus vulva labia majora labia minora hymen cervix uterus fucking clit you're just gonna say leaf blower versus vagina and everyone will get it move on you why can't you just let it go why can't she just let it go oh it's the two of you next time paper doll you need to come in so you two can whatever we need to get you some of those big she's gloves dead to me oh please she's dead to she me she's not so you use this yeah. in the right spot so now yeah. how was your orgasms the orgasm was very, uh, it took, it was longer than normal. Did it have the rolling thing? It did have the rolling thing. And I, I, I felt like if I really tried, I could get myself off a second time, which is unbelievably sure, rare Sure, sure. Uh, but I didn't want to. I just felt so good. I was at Creative Explorer's apartment because he was away for the weekend. And then he's he came like, home. He's like, come and, <laughs> come and use, you can have my apartment. I'm like, oh, and I get there on Friday and I just relax and there's Nobody around in his apartment is so quiet. He's got this huge California King bed and air conditioning. And I'm just having the time on left on this Saturday night. 
my phone rings. <laughs> I'm on my way home. I'm all, motherfucker, you're just ruining my weekend. How dare you come back to your own apartment? <laughs> I'm back to my own place. Excuse me while I go clean the kitchen and get myself off one more time. <laughs> <laughs> clap, clap, clap. Yeah. So are you going to try the double orgasm thing? Because I, I swear to God. I think I am. The head, it's, now, we've done a lot of this here in the left lap. And it really is, it's, it. One thing to try, I'm not telling you how to try, I'm just giving you options that that's, have worked here. Um, if you back off, allow just for like maybe a 20-second refractory period and then slowly kind of put it back in. I noticed that. Uh, but honestly, it would just, I was kind of tired and I yeah. wanted to just yeah, I'm done. fall asleep. <laughs> I'm dead. I can't do anymore. So It was good. It was not really unlike any vibrator I'd ever used. It was... Like a, a regular vibrator, it's it's focused in one area, it's and it's right there. But this, it feels like it's a, like it's like the difference between having an overhead light where you know the light is coming from, it's emanating from that one spot, sure. versus those rocks where you've seen where the light comes from within. Right. It feels like the vibration is through your entire vagina. It's it you don't feel it like concentrated in one place. I did not have to. Well, move that's because that thing the around. yeah the whole. The, I mean, if you see the way it's shaped, have you got to get a couple condoms. Put the whole thing in there and put it inside yourself. Whoa, whoa easy boy. What I'm just give telling me some you. Time. <laughs> I'm just telling you. Look at look at Mew. Mew look, is just literally slobbering on her laptop, <laughs> thinking about <laughs> so when it's inside. <laughs> because what I mean, one of the things we've done is we put it because obviously it's not flared, so you don't want to put things inside of yourself that you can't retrieve. Trip to the ER. So if you put it in a couple condoms. Um, so the ends are out, so you have something to hold on to. You I'm can, a little afraid of that, frankly. I really you am. You can put it inside. Okay. And then, you know. The last thing I want is to call somebody in and go, I, I need got some a birth, help. I got a birth of, <laughs> got a birth of Lilo. I'll open my legs. You go in. <laughs> go in. I love, man, I'm, I'm good at digging. You just don't wait. You don't let them think, because if they think, they'll clench. So you just kind of yeah. go, oh shit! Like if a condom comes off, you just, I just, uh, oh shit! <laughs> and they're like, what is this? After four care? What? Fuck shit! Fuck! Bam! Oh it's done God. because if you say hold still, there's something inside of you. What are you gonna do? <laughs> <laughs> just fucking, just one donkey punch uh, right in the back oh, of the head. Ow! Going in. I think we need to check in with Bunny Unger. Will Bunny Unger speak? <laughs> Bunny, 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 hello, bunny, hi, how are you doing, <laughs> pretty good, how are you doing, I'm doing pretty good, yeah. you, uh, you guys in there moderating that, uh, their, uh, perverted podcast chat room, yes, we are, um, we have been talking almost the whole time about camping, <laughs> what the hell, <laughs> <laughs> sure, not, not sure. my favorite thing, but a lot of people in the chat room, it looks like, are going kinky camping. Nice. There's a lot of that. Yeah. yeah. A lot of that. You fucking be Jesus Christ. Oh, That's so. all you. Just tell them, <laughs> Boogie and Bunny said, all you, have a great time. Well, Akatan drew me in because she said they have glow-in-the-dark paints. What? Pumpkin, so. I'll go on eBay and spend <laughs> the eight bucks and get you glow-in-the-dark paints. <laughs> we have. We can do it. You don't have to camp. You okay. don't have to suffer. Remember your vacation. <laughs> I know. Remember the desert, Bunny. I know. It was icky. Remember. <laughs> don't go. Is there any... So that's it? They're pretty much just talking about that? Yes. We are talking about camping. Can you ask them about, you know, like, you know, sex fantasies with a camel or something? 
Kind of spike it up a little bit. Ah, okay. Okay, thanks. Perfect. <laughs> She's a lucky. <laughs> and we'll get back to that. Gotta get your kink right. All types on Fat Life. Finger in the pee hole for some. It's a big delight. Finger in the pee hole, huh? Finger in the pee hole. Some it's a big delight, eh? There's people who can take a dick in the pee hole. I've heard the dick in the pee hole story. I've heard the dick that in the pee hole. will haunt me till never, the day I die. Never, never. That was when I heard about that. I'm like, you have now said something I never considered. Just never. Just Why would you consider that? I just well, goddamn. Yay adventure. Oy, okay. MMF well, with a stuffed bear. With Paul. MMF. And his furry scrotum. It's gross. <laughs> Gross. She couldn't have grabbed one of the female stuffies. I can't believe I guessed it. I'm so, you did. You're all who? And then I'm like, oh, God damn, you fucked it up. So what's going on? Okay, this is going to be one of those posts. All right, this is by Dr. Eves, and she wrote a post on FetLife called, There's No Such Thing as Solo Poly. Well, duh. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny though. She's making a point, okay? Just making a point. No, that's right. like a solo poly. She says you can decide that you have a set of principles or rules or best practices. You get to decide in your poly if your practice is hierarchical or communal, when your metamors meet, how many sleep overnights, how much communication. I've made loose sketches about myself, little pieces of insight about who I am, but nothing about who you are, what you need, or what you're willing to give. Because I know that I can't decide things for another human being, that each person gets to choose for themselves. Because every relationship is a negotiation. In the good ones, you and I adjust our own worlds so we can make room for each other. Okay. Okay, no, no, no. It's a good post. It's a good post. Um, You left out a lot of the stuff. That, that you were going to rail stu- against? That, that stuck out on me. I, yes. don't, I don't think there's anything raily about that. I think yeah. we all understand. We talk about on the show endlessly that, yes, every relationship is about negotiation and understanding what's in it for each person. And that's part of a successful relationship is to understand um, what their needs are and incorporate that into your dual or poly or whatever relationship, any relationship, not just poly. Um, so... I I absolutely agree in that. And once again, I don't know this person. I don't know the poster, so I don't know what point of view she's coming from. I don't know if this is after exiting a relationship. Because she had talked about, you know, how she had written the manifesto in the past. And then all of a sudden, you come, you know, and you these are my standard. This is what I'm going to do. And then she used the word compromise a lot. Yes. And, uh, and I take... <laughs> Are you having a, uh, yeah, a fit? I have conniption. <laughs> I take a lot of issue with the word compromise. Once again, not knowing what she meant about compromise. So that's not important. She had her post. I think a lot of it was, but I really wanted to talk about compromise because I call bullshit on the compromise thing because I have had so many miserable experiences and I've seen so many codependent, miserable relationships that that say, oh, you have to compromise in every relationship. And if you're talking about things like, hey, this person, you want to do something, they have a hard limit, you can't do... Okay, I'm not talking about that, where you go for dinner, sure, you compromise, tonight we'll get Mexican food, tomorrow night we get Chinese, those types of compromise... Compromise you don't have an issue with, it's when you... uh, No, I do have an issue with compromise. Well, you just said when when you go to dinner... Yeah, that's but that's, that's just normal, you know, petty... What are we going to do tonight stuff? So some compromise we, you label petty. 
when, or not petty in, in a negative way, no, but no. just simple. Yeah. Um, and those are, those are all parts of, of a relationship. However, there are people that don't want to make those decisions, and that's why there are some submissives or slaves that literally want the dominant or master to make all the choices about dinner and stuff like that. And that doesn't belittle them. That's just the dynamic that they seek. But what I'm really talking about is the word compromise uh, in regards to things you desire, things you feel you need, things you feel you want, and how you identify yourself. And I have a lot of experience in compromise. Well, you've just named I, some pretty serious issues. I have a lot of serious issues, and I know many, many, many people who have have had very miserable outcomes with the word compromise. And she kind of put it in the way, and this is the one that kind of, hey, how she meant it, she meant it. But what came off to me is you have your standards, you have the things that you want, this is the relationship that you see in your head, and you meet that person that changes it all, like you fall in love. It came off like you fall in love with somebody, and they have their own manifesto, and it's different from your manifesto, and now you got to compromise. Now it's time to compromise. And I take huge issue with that up until you get it as far as this. But every time I have compromised who I am or who I want or who my desires are for somebody because I developed feelings for them, I have been miserable. I have been suicidal. I have gone back to drinking. It has been incredibly destructive for me. There are certain things that you must not compromise or... You just have to understand they're not going to work. Name some of those things again that you just said there are. What are these certain things that you think you shouldn't compromise? Well, on? everyone has their list. Everyone has their list. Like if you were a strongly uh, sexually active person, uh, to all of a sudden start being in a relationship with somebody who is not that sexual, you are going to have a lot of problems and a lot of misery come out of that. And if you compromise that just to be with someone because they're really, you know, you think you're not going to do any better, which is usually what compromise comes from. Compromise comes from the fact that, you know, some people set their standards for a long time, and I've heard it a billion times. I've said it a billion times. And they've said, well, shit, you know, I have these standards, but I'm just not finding anyone, so I guess I better lower my standards and change who I am. Without ever considering that maybe I'm not putting in enough effort to myself so I can attract somebody at the caliber that I want. Does that make sense? It does make sense. Uh, And this is a a great example of how, as you said, Dr. Eves writes this post. We have no idea where she's coming from. And it hits you and I in completely opposite ways because you hear compromise and that is a loaded word for you because sure. you have in your past compromised at the most basic foundational level of who you are and found that it ruined your life. I mean, I don't right. think that's Because I wanted to be, hey, yeah. we got abyss. Three years with abyss, mm-hmm. right? And yeah. we can talk about this because everyone knows we're not together anymore. Right. Um, abyss is an amazing human being. Fucking amazing. We had a great relationship. We laughed. We had great sex together. We had so many elements that were great together, but we had different visions about what we wanted in our kind of future and poly. So would you say that you both compromised? So we both, she compromised probably a little bit more than I did, Um, but we both compromised and it wound up making it miserable. 
because she tried to be somebody and I tried to be somebody that we just, it just, it wasn't there. So right. you feel that and you feel stupid and you're trying something and it's something that you really want. And then now you're, what happens is, and what happens in so many relationships, is when you make those compromises, those kind of key compromises, which to some may seem very small, but to you it's very important, now all of a sudden you start resenting the other person for not being what you need right. or what you feel you need. And I've seen that a million times. Well, and, and I, I, I actually understand that, of course. Why wouldn't I? And But where I'm coming from, my point of view is... I have spent a great deal of my life uh, standing firm, so firm on my principles and my ideals uh, that it has, in my opinion, negatively altered the course of my life because I was so, um, I don't know how to put it, but so locked in to the notion that you're not going to sway me from this at all. So much so that I never even gave it any thought. And I believe had I not done that so much, my life would have been very different. Right now, I have a friend uh, who's very dear to me, and she's very young. She has not had sex yet because she's holding out. She believes that there is the person out there that she will be attracted to who will also be attracted to her, and it's going to be the perfect person. And meanwhile, the years keep ticking off, and she hasn't had sex yet. How old is she? Uh, I'm not going to say, but she's young. She, oh, she's young. She's okay. young. Okay. Uh, not teenager young. Right, right. But, um, so I've seen the opposite. I've seen what can happen when you are so unbelievably stubborn that you won't even look at it. Because I actually agree with you. There is a... a a good level at which you can start compromising and there are certainly things in your life that you no one should compromise on because they are the foundation of who you are and it will work. end up harming you it's just not going to yeah, work yeah you won't it won't be you and the other person will get hurt too so i believe that but i think that there is a, a level of flexibility more than a flexibility i think that it's important that we look within and really be uh, honest with ourselves when you're looking at, take one, these things one by one. Let's look at this one. How, how, mu- how important is this to me? How much, sure. it, how much is it a part of who I really am? And more importantly, what is it based on? Is it based on my fear? Is it based on something pragmatic? Or is it based on something totally, completely irrational? And will my mind change in the next 10 years, in the next 20 years? Will I hold on to this for the rest of my life? Because some things are worth holding on to and never budging away from. And some things aren't. And I think the key is to look within and really ask yourself honestly, naked honesty, where does this one issue lie on this long spectrum? Something that can move or something that should never move? I think a lot of people are terrified to take that look at themselves. I am. Which which leads to my next thing, which is the personal responsibility on what you are about. Because a lot of times, and I started putting up a bunch of posts today um, like if you want to attract someone amazing, you better get off your ass and be amazing. Start working on it. Start facing those questions because a lot of people have those standards like I did, you know, and I said, you know, I, I made another one that says gold bonds with gold, poop bonds with boop. <laughs> gold and poop do not bond well together. Ew. It's a physics thing. But it's true. It's true in the sense that if I'm really not 
self-actualized and working on loving myself and working on having this relationship with myself and asking all those scary questions about my identity and who I am like you just described, very eloquently, why did I say? Thank you. If I don't ask myself those questions and I don't grow and become that amazing person, why the hell would I expect someone amazing to be attracted to me? Unless they were codependent, which then makes them not amazing. Or a nurse mentality that wants to try to fix somebody, which is also not positive. My job is to face myself and become such a person that I will attract a higher caliber of individual. Somebody that matches more of my desires. But I can't do that sitting on my ass. And just expecting that. See, that's what I think a lot of people do. That's what I used to do is I would just sit there and like wait for some magical, amazing woman to just drop out of the sky and say, here I am to be amazing. Oh, waste your life away playing video games, guy. Sure. Somebody will love that. Let me suck your dick while you play your games. It could happen. It could totally happen. Not gonna, it never happened. So I think... Sometimes you have to, if you're, because when you get to that point to where you're like, God, I got to lower my standards. No, you actually don't. Maybe you just need to up your own personal game on yourself and then you will be able to, because sometimes you can't even see that flexibility in front of you because you're so wrapped up in your own shit. Sometimes when you've done that work on yourself, now all of a sudden you can see the individuals like I've seen you do, Kathy, Mm -hmm. you know, to where all of a sudden you've done some self-work, you look at yourself a little bit more and now... You have people in your life. Creative Explorer is a pretty fucking cool dude. Yeah, he is. He's an inch, and you guys have things that you have worked through, and and the compromises that you make are are things that aren't deal breakers. They aren't right. things that are going to lead you to misery or resentment towards another person because you really secretly hope they'll change after a while. Oh. So you'll kind of go along with the program in hopes oh, that God. they change, which we Wouldn't that be awful? We cringe. I'm I'm I'm, I'm with Creative Explorer because I know that if I work on him long he'll enough, marry you soon enough. Oh god, don't he'll say that. He'll marry you word. and give you a little a little creative <laughs> baby. He'll just pop that creative baby. He'll just pop that goop in you. And out'll come a little fucking nerd genius guy. Sure, he'd, I'm, I'm going just, through menopause just, and he doesn't come when doesn't he fucks matter. me. But it doesn't matter. We can overcome all of that. All of that love. Love because will overcome the, everything. Because the, the thing I also wrote down <laughs> was a lot of people get suckered into that line. And this is where I loosely paraphrase what she wrote, what I interpreted, was that, you know, it all changes once you fall in love. Aye. And that And that is the most dangerous, destructive oxytocin bullshit that I have ever ruined my life over. If you build your love and confidence for yourself, you will be able to see past those feelings and have more honest conversations with yourself. If you are insecure and fear-based, I talked to somebody the other day that's like, you know what, I really feel more validated when I'm around someone that validates me. And I go, that's codependent. That's codependency. You have to have something about yourself that you are able to have that relationship with yourself apart from anybody else. And those are the types of things that I did. And now, look, I have amazing people. Mew and I, Bunny and I, we, we don't compromise. We really don't compromise on the things. Maybe they compromise a little, oh, little more well. than I do. 
<laughs> just a smidge. <laughs> smidge. You just did the <laughs> just little. Just the little smidge <laughs> thing. That's right. Let Daddy soapbox pumpkin. <laughs> you know, I got. I buy you candy. I'll get. I'll get the Lilo back. Don't worry. I'll get it back. Uh, uh, ah, ah, hey, uh, hey, uh, hey! Click, click. Mine. Mine. <laughs> We're so easily distracted. We are. Fucking Finding Nemo. No, but you know, you know what? You're right when you say oh, we don't know who Doctor Eves is. She might sure. be. Right on orders the same of page, magnitude yeah. smarter and more mature than you and I, and she's got a pretty good level of where she compromises and where she doesn't no idea where she's coming from but it's clear that it it hit you and i both in different ways very differently we had different experiences i just want to see people i mean i can only speak from my experience and i'm only an expert in my own experience i know i play like i'm the expert of the world which i am from my own point of view maybe (laughs) you're smarter and better than me from my view of the world from my view of the world i'm pretty (laughs) goddamn cool um so go ahead and smoke me with some facts but the evidence that I have in my life is that if you allow your feelings to say, well, I guess, you know, especially in poly when you're dealing with like jealousy issues or things that you're just maybe not ready for at certain levels, but the other person wants it and you're all wrapped up in your bonded feelings with them. And, you know, that's just a, a bear trap that we have heard over and over ruin poly relationship after poly relationship. And some people just are not ready for any relationship. Well, not that's just true. I mean, if you're somebody who doesn't like, if you're monogamous and a, you fall in love with someone. Or monogamish. Yeah, yeah, you fall in love with someone who's poly and you say, well, I'll compromise. That <laughs> I can pretty much guarantee is it's not, not going to work. Every now and again, it works out and maybe you sure. find out that you, you like that lifestyle. And yeah. some people have had that. The majority of people... If you're in that position, you're you're gonna have a bad time with that. Oh yeah, absolutely. This was good. It was a good topic. This was good. It was I so this. good. There should have been like eighty people here. I have a feeling if there had been eighty people here, half of them would have been naked women, and you would have been so distracted that you would not be focusing on this conversation. This is why whenever it's just you and I and I the really, rest, you, really have we have good you conversations. <laughs> Really so whenever naked. there are naked women, I'm like, oh, I know how, what kind of show this is going to be. I'm like, can't you get a guest host? <laughs> can't we get someone to sit in that chair? Don't so you I have enough just... naked women in your life? Do you have to purr for the for the hour and ten minutes that we're doing the it's podcast? It's different, Kathy. Oh, it's really? different because when it's the podcast, I know that at least a portion of the women here, some of them are exhibitionists and they love and it's playful, but I also know that some of it is my lovers knowing that it's, a show that I've worked so hard on and that it's kind of like my little rock star moment that, you know, they, they get naked and it's the show and you, we've waited our whole lives for this show and they get naked. But Mew's why is you laughing at me? <laughs> why is she's real? Isn't it for me? You don't just get, you're just an no. exhibitionist. Yeah, slut. she's perving on the naked women too. She is. But she's not on the show with a mic. You are. What does that I, matter? Because I totally lose you. It's like, there goes Boogie. I, I, so much of the time, I bet the uh, the listeners don't realize this, but if there's a naked woman there, you're gone. I'm talking to the wall, and I'm pretending that you're listening, when in reality, you haven't heard her word. But somewhere say, in the uh-huh. back of your, in your mind, you know that I've stopped talking, and you'll get back on the mic and go, yeah, yeah, I totally agree with you, Kathy. I don't think it's that bad. Okay, oh, sometimes, yes, it is. Okay, when there was 12 naked boobs... Okay, that's a little tough to compete with, Kathy. Mm-hmm. Don't, you know, any stimulating... Half of those naked boobs you had were staying here after the show. You could have perved on them then. Kathy? I know. I, I just, just don't get it. It's 
you got to live in the moment sometimes, you know, because, you know, it just any, you, you know, we just know at any time. I know. I've, I'm just I laying just it all out dead. here, but I know anytime it's going to be na- nudity in here, you're going to. I don't want to lay on the ground and be like dying and be like, ah, I should have looked at my boobs. I don't think. You're going out in a puff of smoke like you. <laughs> I got a little catching up to do. Nobody feels sorry. Like, oh, Hugh died at 91. He fucked 11 million fucking awesome women. But this has been a weird week. A lot of bad stuff's been happening. Uh, so. I don't. Uh, Tom Petty, man. Tom Petty Tom better Pe- pull, <laughs> pull through. 59 it's people Tom in Betty. Vegas. Jesus fucking oh, Christ. <sighs> well, thanks for bringing us down. Hey, let's go on. I was, I was going puff of smoke. Things in a smoking jacket. Smoking puff. <laughs> now we're all fucking Jesus. We're here to entertain people, <laughs> Kathy. No more bummer stuff. Oh, for crying. Let's be shallow. Okay, and happy. well, you'll like this one because this. Do you remember Geek Girl? She wrote to us, and it was her and I'm. Pretty sure it was her husband or just her boyfriend, but it was her partner. There are so many geek everythings. Oh, geek I'm girl sure. was cute. We liked her name and everything. Okay, okay. I'm she, sure, had, she sounds she real. She had said, uh, "How how do we go? How do you go about learning the safe way to do things?" That was her question because they had no community in oh, their okay, area. Okay, okay, okay. I do remember. So she wrote to us and gave us, you know, a little update, which I thought was kind of cool to okay. tell us how how they had progressed. So she says, "Since I sent in my question." We have both joined FetLife and found that we do, in fact, have a bit of a community in our area. Yay! We plan on going to a few munches. We've watched Boogie's videos. We found a shop nearby with an amazing supply of kink. It's been a very eye-opening experience that has brought us closer together. We enjoy listening to PP and are slowly working our way into the community and into a deeper connection with kink. Thank you so much for being a fantastic source of information, and please keep doing what you do best. Half very nice. Just a half clap. It was nice. I like hearing updates. I mean, we we they write in. We do our some fucking advice, and then we never know what happens. So when someone writes in and goes, you know, you were right, and it worked out well. I just like we that they found a community. I hey, yeah, a that's of, great. I mean, that's so rare. little community is better than no community at all. Unless there are a bunch of douchebags in that little community, and you can't escape. Oh Jesus. <laughs> Don't mean to be a way bummer. to pepper the show with. Didn't we just say try and be more positive? <laughs> Yeah, but it was dick, wasn't it? <laughs> I've heard stories. Well, that's where you get motivated and you start your own community. That's right. Your own private party. You start a private party. And shit. on Perverted Podcasts, there is a description on how to start your own munch and how to start your own party You know, brought about by all of our experience in, in starting those things. That's uh, very true. But hopefully you have a community, even if it's underground, even if it's small, that people are respectful. But look where she's she's not just stopping at, at local communities. She's going to munches. She's going to you know toy shops and... They're getting involved it's in their happy, yes. in their relationship and their sexuality. I mean, that's everything. That's our mission statement, is that we inspire people or at least give them something to hang on to, which is sad because it's just us. Okay. What did we say? Positive. Positive. Okay. Yay. <laughs> wow. We really are bummers. <laughs> <laughs> when there's no boobs in a room full of nobody. Our know, default position. Our default is nihilism. <laughs> Any of the isms, nihilism, cynicism, oh, that's where we go. Yay, boobs! Ow, Thank you, buddy! Oh, my God! Oh, see, she knew that you needed positive, so she showed Hi. your boobs. See? You're drooling. Ah. This is what I mean. Boogie happy. Boogie's gone. Boogie. Me, Boogie. What? Boogie like boobs. What? <laughs> Sometimes love is less than night. I gotta make a new jingle for some fucking advice. It's the it's same the, fucking everything else. Wait a minute. What shouldn't we check in with the chat room? What's going on with normally with 
with hunger. Bonne, bonne. Bonne, bonne. What? Anything going on, Bunny? Bunny. Uh-oh. Oh, no, what? She's got a smug look on her face. What did I do? You showed me boobs. Everything was good. You're yeah. gorgeous. They were laughing amongst themselves. I'm, what, what's going on? In Why? There? What happened? What I do? No, we talked about fantasies. What kind of fantasies? Well, Muse shared one about a stranger coming into her tent and holding a <laughs> knife up to her throat and wow. raping her. That's so nice. <laughs> That's such a nice <laughs> fantasy with sugar and flowers. <laughs> Maybe some, you know, compliments about your hair shampoo <laughs> smell. What the hell? Muse is a little pervert. What? I, <laughs> I told you I waited. <laughs> I waited. I upped my game and now I have amazing people <laughs> that, that are just this like This is me. the result of you upping your game. <laughs> I put a knife on Mew the other day. Uh, I have a question. Yeah. What the hell is on Mew's feet? Have you seen? Are those your socks with <laughs> holes in them? That is disgusting. Give her some good socks to wear. No, I. That, that's actually kind of cute. Her and whole foot is coming out of it. one Aww. hole in my sock. No, um, I didn't even talk. I didn't. We didn't put it on the not board. <laughs> we didn't put it on the not whiteboard. <laughs> the most amazing part of the the weekend was this. Was did we talk about the uh, squishy things yes, video? Yes, we did. So that happened, and it was insane and amazing at the same time kathy's grossed out so now i'm just gonna look at mew and lips and, are puckering and because uh, kathy is not into any type of food play or squishing or anything like that Blech. we had we had mew we had bunny we had earl the girl and we had ami and then one dorky fucking idiot walking around would that be you that was me <laughs> uh and we had two kitty pools Set side by side in the patio of Threshold. Yes, it still smells a little like cake. Um, I'll be bleaching that a little bit. It was insane. And then a, uh, the my Samsung Gear 360 camera in the middle to do a 3D video, a 360 video of our song Squishy Things, which is now done. And we had probably... Th- 30 something boxes of pancake and cake mix. I saw. We those. had um, like 10 f- giant bags of spaghetti that we all cooked. We dyed them different colors because if you put food color, a lot of food color in the pot, when you start to make the spaghetti, it will absorb the color. You can make any color you want. We had bright orange and reds and blues. Food coloring, right? Food coloring, just regular food coloring. And it's a great way to get your kids, if you got kids and they won't eat, you know, you can just make it green and call it alien toxic spaghetti. It's the type of stuff I used to do when I worked with kids. Um, Uh. You make cookies. You know, people love their own colors, especially littles and kids. Um so 120 something cupcakes just like we were ready so i don't understand what did they do smash them sit on them what yes all oh. of that we did we did a spaghetti scene just the spaghetti and a gallon of oil a gallon of vegetable oil which was incredibly squishy bunny is out of all of us the most squish focused like literally her whole life like we did all day we did an hour and a half of spaghetti, you know, getting it all. It just it was two days of cooking and, and preparing, and then we did like an hour of the spaghetti and all the different scenes and them squishing it on each other and throwing it and whatever. We had tarps and everything, 
And uh, then we broke everything down, rinsed them off, got all the spaghetti out, kind of cleaned the pools, and then got ready for the next scene, which was going to be the cake mix. And then the finale was the cupcake war at the end and more wrestling and everything's kind of inner whatever. And so then after, so you figure with that, after those two scenes, which were insane, you'll see the video. You won't see the video. No. Um, but it is insane. Um, Bunny, which I knew was going to happen, was like, can we please put this giant bowl of spaghetti and these cupcakes and this batter to the side? So after they are done, because they got burnt, the, the, the other three girls were like, okay. <laughs> That was about as squished as I can take. Got them. The process of cleanup was amazing. I hosed them all off in the pool, and they stripped down, and it was oh, it was amazing. Uh, and then they all got in the shower and started scrubbing each other. And then Bunny just had her. I brought out her stuff, and the look I have never seen joy and bliss on someone's face, like a grown woman literally floating away. She just literally scraped all the sludge into one pile about the size of her body, three inches thick, and then just would jump on it and splatter it. And every time she would just be like, (laughs) just like a maniacal, insane person (laughs) and just gave her that. And she stayed in there for another. It was amazing to watch as a daddy. It was so, she was so happy. The rest of them are sleeping in the, on the couch. The rest of them were like, fuck this shit, dude. We're done. Hose me down, Daddy. <laughs> Just Jesus Christ. But everyone wore bathing caps and stuff because we know the pancake mix will clump your hair and it's horrible. So it was relatively uh, smooth, but it was just literally hours and hours of cleanup and hosing and you know whatever oh. to get the thing. And it's no wonder I come in and you're all my back is killing me. I wonder why. Yeah, it was. Uh-huh. Well, then I of course had a bunch of girls there that uh, needed fucking n- needed daddy love. That's right. Paul wasn't jumping in on this shit, motherfucker. <laughs> That fuzzy motherfucker had his time. <laughs> you should turn him around. Which, Why is he still uh, staring at us? He's just staring me down going, come on, bug. You know you good. liked it. You know you liked it. <laughs> you know you're going to fuck me in my polar bear pooter hole after everyone leaves. <laughs> no, I am not, Paul. He's talking to you. Bunny's just giggling. Wow, I'd like to watch that. <laughs> it's disgusting. So here's the thing. And, so and, when are you going to upload this thing? This thing is... N- I. By the time they hear this show, before I upload this show at 5 in the morning, I will be up at 4 in the morning. The video is finished. It's edited. We did the little end thing because, to be honest, um, a lot of people get really cringy at food wasting, you know, like eating contests and stuff, which I do. It pisses me off. I'm like, do you need to eat 90 hot dogs? There's hungry people in the world. So to balance that out, um, we donated an equal amount of the f- money that I spent on the food. We donated to two food bank charities, one in the UK, TrussellTrust.org, uh, uh, and that's they supply food banks all over the UK, and then um, Feeding America, which is another same thing, like a big food bank distributor. And I looked online and I looked at their ratings, and they both had really good ratings of not being crappy and corrupt and stuff. So uh, if you see the video, you'll see the links on there. Please go check out those charities yourself, investigate them, make sure there's something that you're into, and then maybe donate. You know, because it is. We waste food, and there's people that are hungry, and you show this video, and it kind of looks like, you know, fat, you know, greedy Americans kind of thing. So that was how we balanced it out, and it's kind of cool. Cool. But uh, that video is going to be up, and I need people. We worked so hard on this video. (laughs) 
Oh my God, it was like three months in the making. Play the pity card. Uh, please, please, <laughs> Perverted Podcast, go to YouTube. Go to our Perverted... You can either see it on Zuaband.com, which is obviously our, our little band website. Um, you can see it on the Perverted Podcast um, website, PervertedPodcast.com. You can go to our Perverted Podcast YouTube channel. And then eventually it'll be on our Zombie Unicorn Apocalypse channel as well. Please go see cool. and like and share this video. It was a lot of fun. And uh, can't yeah. believe you forgot to put that in Potato Man. I didn't, but it was it was it was an. I don't want to do it again. <laughs> I, the next video we do is just going to be Unger is a sad clown walking <laughs> behind us, one shot on railroad tracks. Fuck it, black and white emo. Done. Don't care. <laughs> Done. 2D, none of this 3D figure out I have a gun in my room. (laughs) Done. Shoot him dead. Done. Scott, you 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 just just don't don't get get it, it. do you? That is such an old reference. Fucking Austin Powers. Okay, so some fucking advice. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, some fucking advice. Okay, go. I feel bad like I should play the jingle. You did, like two and a half times already. I wish I had a fast version of it. Okay, go. Okay, (laughs) the munchkin version. Southern Bookworm wrote to us. Oh, I like this one. Yes, she says, I recently started dating someone who is considering me for collaring. Congratulations. Very much so. I understand how special and important this is, and I feel extremely honored to be in this position, but I wanted to know if you guys had an episode on collaring so that I'm not forgetting any detail. Yes. Okay. Then you're screwed because we don't remember what it is. We've had a lot of people. I think Laz <laughs> is the last one to attempt the show Bible. And pretty much people do it for, and it's like a hundred and twenty two sounds yeah. like an amazingly easy 122 hours to listen to the show again. Um, and so we got a few of them, and I don't know what the scene is. I think he started working back. But we've had like 11 people say, I'm going to do this. Mm-hmm. And they just, it's it's just, you know, sitting down. You got to take notes about each show and then put it in order. And then we would have it. But. But we don't. But we don't. <laughs> I wrote to her back. I'm all, uh, no, so, we're not that professional. <laughs> so one day we'll be a real show, Kathy. <laughs> one day we will, Boogie. One day. But um, we did. Talk, we have talked a little bit about collaring. Um, as far as every detail, not going to be from Kathy and I. Um, our experience, I, I have negotiated with people. I had a disastrous. We were, I was going to. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Let's not talk about Boogie's fuck-ups. That was an awkward, uh, yeah. She wrote her side of the contract. This was an ex-girlfriend. Uh, and then I wrote kind of, you know, my, like, rebuttal, like, hey, we're going to have a conversation about this. But it all came out wrong. And then it turned into this whole thing, and consideration kind of just didn't didn't happen <laughs> after oh. that. So uh, so I don't have any personal experience on collaring in so much as the master-slave type common or dominant submissive collaring where you are taking ownership of someone. There is a ceremony. It is very similar to kind of a marriage agreement. I mean, it's not legally binding, but it is something. It's, it's a specific type of relationship that you give up ownership of yourself. Uh, to another person, obviously within legal reasons. Um, so I have never done that. I don't think, Kathy, you've you've never done anything like that, have you? I'm collared. Are you collared, collared? Did you guys have a ceremony? 
Well, see, know this th- is what, okay, this is, this is a good, perfect example yeah. because you can be collared and not have a ceremony. Right. The, the two really don't, they, they don't go hand in hand. So collaring is pretty much whatever you make it to be. Right. See, there are some people who are so strict about it because that's the protocol that works for them. Right. Uh, it's non-negotiable, and here are the rules, and I'm not going to let you do your own thing, and these are my rules, and that's the way it is. Sure. And there's going to be a whole ceremony, and we're going to invite everybody along. And I have actually been to collaring ceremonies here at the club. Um, a lot of protocol involved. But then there's others who don't. There are others who have uh, very loose rules sure. or they compromise or they will negotiate with each other and decide. And then once those thing, those points are decided on, then they move forward with it. Right. And then there are people who play with callers as just a toy or just something that is or for is that in the scene moment. only. Yeah, yeah. We, I yeah. do a lot of that with the girls. Yeah. Um, for us, I don't know that we've ever even used the term collaring. It's just that I know that collar means it has a very specific reason for him. And um, locking the collar in particular. So, see, this is exactly what I'm talking about. Everybody is different. I didn't know this about him. So, as we start talking, he starts telling me the importance of it to him. And I, in the beginning, I was like, oh, no fucking way. You're going to lock that thing around me because right. I panic very easily. And that would freak me the fuck out. But the more... I trusted him in other areas. The more I found that panic easing a great deal, it was not something that I thought would ever happen, but uh, trust is an amazing thing. So um, for us, it's grown until the point where he actually bought me my own collar. Um, yeah, what is that noise? I don't know. It's like a... Some weird noise. Don't worry about it. Yeah. Is the air conditioner taking a poop? <laughs> <laughs> taking a poop. <laughs> okay, so go okay. ahead. Sorry. So... Um, I don't have I I don't ha- that my experience with collaring is simply my experience with collaring. So I would m- more than likely give the advice to her that I would give to her for any aspect of kink. Think about what you're doing, go over it, make sure that you want to agree to it, make sure that you trust that person, make sure that you know it might change over time and then it's not going to be exactly what you what you think it's going to be and you have to be flexible enough to go with the flow because try as you might, you're not going to make it do something that it's not going to do. Right. And so I don't see it as anything different than any, like if someone were to say, we're going to start trying humiliation play, you know, we would probably go through the same list of things, communicate, discuss with each other what it means, discuss what you're going to do when it doesn't go right. When all your plans go out the window uh, and you don't want the entire collaring thing to go out the window, so you need to sit down and go over what worked and what didn't work. It means something different to everybody. I mean, there are some people that you and I know uh, who, or maybe you don't know them, but I um, have s- met at other clubs, not necessarily here at Threshold, who the collar never comes off. Right. They have different collars. Yeah. And I don't or mean, they have I a ring or different yeah. things they wear in public. Exactly. And so yeah. And And... It's the significance that, that that piece of jewelry or that collar or whatever it is that you have means has for you. So um, collaring can is a is a very um, very vague. It's no <laughs> it's no, bec- it's very personal, and that and for that reason, it's very subjective. You st- start talking to anybody about their rope, and you get ten rope people in a room, and they're all going to just wax on about the type that they use and the size and the color and everything. And 
uh, floggers. Oh, my God. Some people go insane for floggers. You and I just earlier were having the discussion about the whip, this whip I love, but you this is not working for you. Sure. And so collars, I don't see as any different at all. It's an important part of any relationship, whether it's uh, just scene playing or whether it's for 24-7. And it's not perfect. Yeah, it, it's... It, it's surely not it doesn't, perfect. It doesn't... It seems I counterintuitive to think that, oh, you're going to change as you go because you may look at, that's well, that coloring is thing, coloring. Right? It's, that's, I'll eventually there get is no used compromise. To this. And there is no negotiating. It's a coloring. I, I haven't ever found that to be true. You, you no. have to tweak it as you go along. Kind of. The blue light is on. Bunny, did you have a, yeah. some experience with coloring? Um, no. Well, yes, I like collars. Okay. I like wearing collars, but I've never... You look cute in them. Thanks. But I've never really, um, I don't know, thought about actually, like, collaring. Like, people, I feel like, talk about it as, like, something super important sometimes. And I've never seen it in that way, I guess, for me. But I like wearing them and play and stuff and just as a little connection-y thing. I, I, I sure like putting collars on you. But the light was on because Akatan would like to know... If you can do a segment called Leaf Blower versus Scrotum. <laughs> Shut we up, Kathy. We have papered all the thing for that. <laughs> God, I hate. Well, I suppose we could get Paul. <laughs> his furry scrotum. His furry non-scrotum and blow it in. I don't know how exciting that would be on the I air. got you. Look, lower your shorts, bend over, and I'll take the leaf blower and, and just, just blow, blow on your scrotum. They'll be like whacking back and forth. Yes. People will die, Kathy. <laughs> you put 135 miles an hour past my fucking floor hangers. <laughs> People are going to get injured and die. I like mute. <laughs> I think mute. Could you just imagine that 135 mile an hour fucking <laughs> testicle in the face? <laughs> they already last it show. already bruises their tits when I fuck them from behind. I mean, really? Do we need to get worse than that? You know, thank girls you, like Akatan. That was funny. You know when girls like it when the, you know, like your balls smack against their clit. I love that. Mine just go a little past. <laughs> They're like, hey, is that my spleen? Don't exaggerate. Kidney punch. My, you can punch. <laughs> <laughs> fucking Floyd Mayweather. <laughs> oh my god! I just made myself pass out. I just hit myself in the chest with Don't my balls. Don't hit yourself in the chest, Tarzan. <laughs> <laughs> and that is our show. Thank you, Threshold, for providing this perverted playground for us to record in. If you are in the Los Angeles or surrounding area, visit Threshold.org and find out about joining their kinky family. Thank you to the both of you in the Love Lab tonight. Thanks, Bunny and Mew. <laughs> and Aria, thank you for donating to the show. Even though you can't type for shit, we love you for it, honey. <laughs> if you have questions, comments, or ideas, please email us at pervertedpodcast at gmail.com and visit pervertedpodcast.com. And finally, terror may grip us and bad things come true, and sometimes you'll feel like you're singing the blues. But when all this is looming, remember this view. Pee-pee will always fuck up worse than you. <laughs> Did you write that? <laughs> Paul wrote it. Paul didn't write it. No. Okay, and finally, oh my God, please go and check out our Squishy Things video and all the different places and help push this out yeah. to the world. Yeah. And uh, this song is, this is actually, it's a comedy song, but it's a great song uh, that came off the Cows Hate People album that I wrote. 
uh, and it is called Cyberbully, and it is pretty vicious towards our Cyberbully uh, <laughs> trolls and shit like that. So it's trolling the trolls, which basically makes me a dick, too. But whatever. Hey. It's a fucking song. We will see you guys next week for show 123, and I think that means that the world's going to end or J- Jim Carrey's going to come in and you know, butt fuck Paul or something. Ah. 23, there's, isn't there something about I 23? I have no clue what you're talking Whatever, about. we'll see you guys next week! <laughs> Woo! 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 Mow, mow, chicka, mow, mow! Mow, wow, chicka, mow, wow! Your balls are slightly oversized When you're typing on the internet Diapers make you cry. You compensate by talking shit. Ooh, you're the big bad racist, misogynist rapist. Lonely in your little room. You're just sad because you're only yanking off two pictures of celebrity side boobs. Cyberbully! Cause girls ignore you Like you're such a fucking catch Unemployed living in your mama's basement With your pee jug and your microwave hot pockets Don't you know that the more you hate the more it just proves you were insecure about your dick. We're not fooled by a temper tantrum thrown by a cum splat jerk who hides behind the internet. Cyberbully! Cyberbully! Ha! There's no conspiracy. It's a fact. You're a turd, smelly turd. Now that we're ganging up, back on you, tables turned. Will you learn? Will you learn? Will you learn? Probably not. Will you learn? Probably not. Will you learn? Probably not. You rectal probing fly, bark, fungus face, psychopath, pimple ass, cannibal, no life, stupid fuck! Cyberbully! Cyberbully! Take your antisocial bitterness. And the emo hates you. Live in the wilderness You can cry to the trees When a bear butt rapes you Cyberbully Go away It's not our fault You can't get laid Cyberbully The internet's not real life Okay Cyberbully Eat a monkey dick, go slap yourself and die of AIDS. Yeah.